the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's hard to know where to start today. Obviously, I wanted to go with Epstein's calendar. It has a Pritzker on it, among a lot of other scum. We'll put that in the back burner. We're going to go with the most obvious intimidation move by your government, and what I believe is the largest atrocity, and that is the intimidation factor put forward by a ferret face. We also have some breaking news to tell you about at noon. The ex-Proud Boys leader Enrico Tario and three other members of the far-right extremist group were just convicted in the last hour. This news comes after their plot to attack the U.S. Capitol in a desperate bid to keep Donald Trump in power. That is bald-faced propaganda. Bald-faced propaganda. And I'll tell you what, there's tens of millions of us that know for a fact, in our gut, look at the states that circumvented state legislatures in order to change election rules to allow ballot harvesting, to allow same-day voter registration. And after the theft, as I see it, of the Joe Biden so-called victory, evidence was destroyed. We were ignored for two and a half months. People were outraged, and they went to Washington to protest. What we learned from the unedited, skewed version of the videos in January 6th, is that a lot of what happened wasn't violent, even though some of it was. But who perpetrated the violence? We have senators that ask government bureaucrats, were there FBI agents? Were there CIA operatives? Who is Ray Epps? And all the rest of it. And we've been propagandized to believe that 16 million More Americans voted for this buffoon, this absolute total idiot, 80 years old, unqualified failure called Joe Biden. 16 million more than Barack Obama. How is that even possible? Even more than the Duchess of Chaffington, who was the queen of the heir apparent of the mafia. How did it happen? So if you have an opinion that it didn't, like me, this is to intimidate you. Make no mistake about it. This is merely to intimidate you. And then when you listen to the news, the overthrow of the government. Let's go through what was confiscated on January 6th. 242 canisters of pepper spray. 269. Now, but keep in mind, there's 28,000 people that they, they claim were on the grounds illegally, even though it's the people's house and they pay taxes and all the rest of it. That's all nonsense. 269 knives, 18 brass knuckles, 18 tasers, 6 pieces of body armor, 3 gas masks, 
30 batons or blunt instruments, 17 miscellaneous items like scissors, needles, and screwdrivers. That's an insurrection? That's a mixer in Melrose Park, 1989. What the hell are you talking about? An insurrection. And the weapons that they tout were because they went to the guys' houses, these Proud Boy fellas. They went to their houses, kicked in their doors, and said they had guns in there unlawfully. And they put everybody in the cooler for years, stripped them of their rights, some in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day. The same justice system that allows 59 murdering scum that we know of in Chicago to go out and kill people. God knows how many other rapes and murders and mayhem, you know, just another day that ends in a Y in a Democrat sewer. So this is the insurrection. And is it really the insurrection? Because what I see as an insurrection is a coup d'etat of a party. A party that isn't an American policy party. A a party that is filled with subversives who are now in control of policy. And every single policy weakens my country and strengthens the communists, the oligarchs, and whoever else bribes these dimwits. And I don't just mean the ones who sleep with Swalwell the farter. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Because that spy, that Chinese spy, whatever information she got out of the gassy Swalwell, she deserves it. But in the meantime, the insurrectionist that I see isn't this leader of the Proud Boys. I don't even know his name. It isn't him. The leader of the insurrection is this moron. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. Can't define it based on religion, ethnicity, race, culture. Unalienable rights, you stupid son of a dog. Unalienable rights, you political whore who has been bribed, not millions, but billions. And your laundry, your your scheme where you put out your kids and your idiot brothers and your dog-faced sister. That's how you do it. Now the Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. And Just like Trudeau, just like every traitor to the country. And you have the power to destroy our economy, which is what you're doing today. And you could send out your affirmative action morons with their stupid hairdos to tell me everything's great and and and, and everything is fine and rosy and the blue collar striving. It's all lies. Because that's what you are. You're a liar. You have been a liar for 50 years. And then there's the policy of true destruction. Your foreign policy that has caused chaos we almost can't even quantify. How many hundreds of thousands of people you've profited by And now I'm supposed to get excited about an indictment for your son who has been a liaison, a bagman, for decades, since he could speak. 21 years old, he sat on the board of Amtrak, which when you were a moron, corrupt senator, got all the funny money from the government. I see the scams. I think we all do at this point, don't we? We have a Fox News alert. It is a big one. A federal indictment against Hunter Biden now appears imminent. The president's son could be arraigned as early as tomorrow. He could wind up going to prison. The Washington Post is now reporting that prosecutors are now nearing a decision on felony tax charges. Sean Hannity, I like you. I do. I've had the pleasure of shaking your hand. You're, you're a wonderful guy. In you. Uh, are you living in bizarro world? 
They get away with it. Mike Madigan's, Ed Burks, Joe Biden's, they get away with it. And by the way, we got 22 million, 22 million people in this bureaucracy. We don't even know who they are. How many people ever heard, ever heard of some bureaucrat that is in charge of the FERC? What the frack is the FERC? Oh, it's a, it's another energy company. Here is the honorable, not so much, Allison Clements and Josh Hawley. Let me ask you, some emails disclosed last year via a FOIA request showed that you briefed a funders-only session at a left-leaning grant-making foundation called the Energy Foundation about FERC 2022 priorities. Now, when they say FERC, everything's got an acronym. It's the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, a bureaucracy inside of a bureaucracy inside of a bureaucracy, all of which, with the power of ink, can change the course of your life. You know, like in New York, how they're getting rid of gas stoves and heat and all the rest of it. Who were the donors who attended that session? The, the, there were not there was not fundraising in the uh, meeting you ask about. It was a convening of foundation staff um, from across the country. And I was having a very kind of straightforward above the board conversation about. Now, whenever someone talks like this, you're fracking lying to me. You're steering and front running billions of dollars of policy. And the people who attend this are the ones who bribe you. See, this is the seditious conspiracy. Not the guy with brass knuckles. 2022 priorities um, subject to my ethics agreement and any ex parte restrictions, I have an open door policy. So I meet with all kinds of stakeholders. I've actually never said no to a meeting between either my staff taking it or, or myself. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you said it was you said it was staff, the, 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 the FOIA information. Who ever heard of Alison Clements? Did you ever hear of this dimwit? Everybody knows she's lying. Everybody knows she's a purveyor of corruption. Everyone knows she's a seditious conspiracy perpetrator says it was a fund advertised as a funders only session the, donors. The, i'm not sure it wasn't an advertised thing there are foundations that work together it was briefed as a funders only session meaning that there were donors there so who were the donors now all of this news that will be thrown onto the proud boys all of this news all of this they'll act like they did something and they squashed a weaponless insurrection but the insurrection that they've allowed to grow like a cancer in our country is the one that's in charge of washington dc right now i i think it's important to understand that what my role to do is engage with with these stakeholders when i was invited to present to a group of foundation staff just like when i'm invited to present to the board of i, I don't understand what you're, you keep using the word staff the information says that there were funders present. There were now, they talk like they're getting away with something. You're not fooling anyone. And you have a patented speech, and she admits as such. Donors. I want to know who the donors are. I, who are the donors? I, I'm, I'm, you give me a list? I'd be happy to. I Good. don't remember specifically, but I'd be happy to. Good. Was there money raised at the event that you spoke at? No. What were the FERC 2022 priorities that you spoke with this donor group about? I gave my standard uh, speech that I give when I speak to any convening of stakeholders who participate in the sector. You use stakeholders now several times. Does that include industry donors? Is that a definition of stakeholder now? Our major donors? Yeah. I think, Do you think it's appropriate that you would be... She's conferring with somebody. 
They're coming up with a believable lie for you. I know this is painful, but this is what goes on in your daily, while you're working and earning money. This is what goes on in this mafia government. And the whole time they're feeding you lies and propaganda to keep your attention off of them. I want to focus on it because you're talking about trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Here's Senator Ron Johnson in another room today. Dr. Greenstraw, I have to admit, I'm surprised you've done all this research and you weren't aware of that uh, Lancet uh, July 2021 article uh, comparing deaths caused by heat versus cold. But let let me give give you another question here. Uh, In a previous hearing, I asked the witnesses whether they knew how much we'd already spent on climate change. Uh, you're saying there's a you know, six or seven uh, dollar benefit for every dollar spent. So first of all, do you know how much we've already spent combating climate change globally? Do you have an estimate for that? Um, I'm unaware of a reliable estimate, Senator. Okay. Anybody here? I'll tell you, we, we had a witness that said it was about five trillion dollars. Trillion. So if, you're, if your multiplier is, is accurate... Now, we're spending $5 trillion, and the only people who are in charge of it and know where it goes is the not-so-honorable Allison Clements, among other bureaucrats, who throw parties. Because when they spend money, whoever the recipient is, kicks it back, like they worked at O'Hare Airport, making fake curbs that don't exist. Giving closed-door briefings to donors. No, and I didn't do that, sir. The the. What do you mean you didn't do it? This is this is the information says that it was a funders event. It was a funders only session not, at a at a, a a foundation that raises money from donors. I provide my stump speech on my own FERC priorities to many different kinds of groups, donors, many convening. Some of them might be donors in any capacity. Um, certainly, I did any of those donors who were present that day have a financial interest in the industry, energy industry? Almost everyone I speak to has a financial interest in the energy industry. Oh, wow. That is the sed- seditious conspirator. That, a nameless bureaucrat who has misappropriated trillions of our dollars and we're butted it up against the debt ceiling. I hope they give them a clean raise. They've been stealing our fracking money for decades. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, the way that they implement this is they lie to morons. The government spending money will return and improve, and I'll never forget that dimwit who's the greatest trader in stock market history, the drunk Nancy Pelosi. Get off the table, tramp. Yeah, her. Uh, she used to say, if we spend a dollar, we get three back. Well, in the green energy world, they doubled that line. These idiots tell you if you spend a dollar, you get six back. Where's the six, squirrel? You know? Nah, don't worry. They don't even know where the one they spend is. We should have already seen about a 30 to $35 trillion economic benefit from that $5 trillion. By the way, the, the Inflation Reduction Act here, uh, Ooh, good one. supposedly we've got a little under $400 billion of uh, energy credits and Dollars going to what I would call green energy boondoggles. Uh, Goldman Sachs estimated that cost about $1.2 trillion. So we, we dramatically understate how much we're going to spend on this. Um, you know, what I would say. If- now, when Ron Johnson, one of the greatest senators out of the state of Washington ever, when he says we, he means the Democrats scourge and the corrupt gangster government. They lie through their teeth. And in Joe Biden's case, wooden dentures. Futile effort to try and hold back the tides. Uh, Dr. Schellenberger, I read your book, Apocalypse Apocalypse Never, um, and I don't want to summarize it for you, but I will. 
it seemed like you were making the point that economic progress and having a strong economy is probably the most important thing to concentrate on in, in spending like $5 trillion to apparently have no impact on our environment because there's still, you know, people still saying it's going to, world's going to end in 12 years, uh, is wasting limited resources. Is that pretty well typify your views? Yeah, that's definitely one way of describing it. I think the way to think about this issue in general is around energy transitions. And we go from wood and dung to coal, hydro, oil and gas to nuclear. Each step along the way, those transitions are made by the new fuel becoming cheaper and more abundant than the older fuel. Simply not the case that we got a transition from coal to natural gas by making coal expensive. We didn't have a carbon price. I mentioned that we did not pass Waxman Markey cap and trade, and yet we reduced our emissions by almost 22%. That's the story everywhere in the world. So these economic models are very misleading in that sense. And just to make one other point here, the chairman, uh, uh, Chairman Whitehouse mentioned this IMF study. That is an absolute garbage study. And I assure you that, that, that Mr. Greenstone, I do not think that he agrees with that study. That study counted as a subsidy for fossil fuels, the externalities of fossil fuels. It counted the externalities and relabeled them subsidies, and it did not count the benefits. So it was a cost analysis, without, not a cost-benefit analysis. So when I say lie, cheat, and steal, I'm exactly correct. Lie, cheat on the numbers, steal and misappropriate the money, all for a kickback. You're not fooling anybody, gangsters. So when I go and I talk to the board of EPSA or the EEI CEOs or the interstate pipeline member companies, all of whom I have spent time with, the idea is that subject to ethical responsibilities and also my ex parte restrictions, I engage with them. I tell them my priorities. I do, get their- do you think it's appropriate? My time is running out here. Do you think it's appropriate to speak to advocacy groups at a donors only session? Do you think that that's a- appropriate? I think it is appropriate to speak with foundations who there are interested go. in the. It's a money laundering scheme. This is why they cheated to get this imbecile in diapers in. They had on the sideline trillions and trillions of dollars because Donald Trump, like me and you, understood this scheme, and he wouldn't let it destroy his country. There's other ramifications to this. The rest of the world realizes it. They laugh at you, and then they stop using your money. As the world dumps the U.S. dollar, more and more countries are turning to the Chinese yuan. Last week, it was Brazil, and now Malaysia has announced its plans. Malaysia wants to set up an Asian monetary fund, and China supports the idea. That's not good for the IMF fund the U.S. dollar. But after all, Joe Biden wasn't put in this position to strengthen our country. He's a traitor. He was put in it to destroy the country. Teresa, Gold Coast, Brass Coast. Hi, Sean. (laughs) Brass Coast. Uh, Amen to that on Biden. Um, And God, I miss President Trump. But anyway, I just wanted to say with the justice system, um, you know, t- talking about January 6th, I mean, it is long gone in America. I, 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 do you notice how police officers do their jobs and then they present their evidence, their reports to the court, which includes prosecutors and the prosecutors do nothing and the criminals walk free. What do you know how many happened? stories I have in Chicago of these D student CPS morons robbing, mm-hmm. beating and raping people? And they're out in hours 
out in hours. Yet the people yeah. who walk through the Capitol, even if you broke a window, I don't give a rip what you did. You've been sitting in the cooler for three years and you right. haven't been given your court. Some of them have been exactly. in isolation, in solitary. That's how you know. It's a third world banana republic corrupt gangster government. Not a republic, we tell ourselves. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, do you know how... $5 trillion has been spent on green scams. It is the perfect, it is the perfect con job. Perfect. Because they have the weather. The weather. Now, there are morons that support this nonsense. The chicken littles. Oh, my God, the world is ending. They've been preaching this bull dung, ironically, for almost 70 years. You know what else happens every 70 years, squirrel? Every 70 years, for billions of years. Yes, I hate the rain on your parade. The Mormons with their magic underpants. Billions of years, the earth is. Billions. Every 70 years, we now know, through very recent technology, no older than about 30 years, that the center of the earth goes from east to west and west to east every 70 years. Ironically, Squirrel, this is one of those years. Right now, 2023, it's one of those years. So now they're going to get different weather patterns. But that is more lies and weapons for these scallywag eco-Nazis. Weather patterns are shifting potentially dramatically. One of the most important weather influences of the past years, known as La Nina, were cooler than normal sea surface temperatures along the Pacific Ocean equator, vanished last fall after a multi-year run. An El Nino, warmer than normal waters along the Pacific Ocean equator, is starting to form. There we go, warmer, and then 70 years ago, at least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. Cold and hot and cold and hot because the center changes and it affects weather patterns. That's why when you see the news and they say, it's the hottest day it's always more than 70 years ago. You follow me, Squirrel? I think you do. Ron Johnson had, was, had Michael Schellenberger. Very, very good guy. Smart book. Even though I don't agree with him on a lot of things, I agree with the science. It's undeniable. He's a scientist who can speak truth to liars and swindlers. You know, politicians. So let's talk about the cost of green energy. Uh, let's talk about the cobalt mining. In the Congo, utilizing child labor. Let's talk about... You know, the cobalt mining, we need that for the batteries. You know, for those phony electric cars which suck and burn your house down? Yeah, those things. It's like a cell phone, and if it's cold out, you get less juice. If it's hot out, you get less juice. It's the Goldilocks car. you got to be just right to get all the distance you're supposed to. And then you got to plug it into those holes in the wall. You know, the magic holes? The, the mining of other rare earth, rare earth minerals. We don't even have close to enough currently to produce what's being envisioned. Can you, can you just kind of speak to, I would call it the fantasy nature of what is being proposed right now and what's being imposed on our economy? Absolutely. The, so the supply chains for renewables and batteries are a total human rights and environmental nightmare. Start in the Congo with cobalt mining, which is bar, absolutely barbaric. Many people have seen the videos of people being buried alive in China, the solar panels are being made predominantly by Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps 
That's a part of China that the Biden administration says the China Chinese government is committing genocide against. KJP says that's OK. They have full employment, at least the Uyghur Muslim minority there. That's how our solar panels are being made. The calculations on the carbon intensity of solar panels appear to be totally incorrect because they're based on a cleaner European grid rather than the coal based China grid. So total nightmare. And then the other final problem with renewables is because sunlight and wind are energy dilute. It requires three to eight hundred times more land and significantly number, higher number of projects uh, to produce the same amount of energy as you would from a nuclear natural gas plant. That's why there's 8,000 solar, wind, and battery projects in the United States right now that are not hooked up to the grid because they can't get an... 8,000 projects, Squirrel, that's the part I wanted you to hear, that are not hooked up to the grid. Where's it go? Where's the juice go? You can't store electricity. Did you know that, Squirrel? Oh, no, it's true. It's not like moonshine. Put it in a jar, tighten the lid... Doesn't work. You know, lightning in a bottle and whatnot. In the meantime, that doesn't stop the not-so-honorable Allison Clements from scamming and spending trillions. To their donor sessions? Wow. Wow. I have to say, I, I think that that's pretty problematic. I would like a list of the donors. Uh, I'd like to know who was there. Um, I'm concerned about this, what you've now described as a practice, pattern and practice of speaking to donor groups. Oh, we got some more news. Turns out our ally, I don't know so much. Japan is distancing itself from the United States and the European Union, and it's buying Russian oil above the 60 U.S. dollar per barrel. That's December, the European Union and the United States agreed to set a limit on the price of Russian oil at $60 per barrel. This pact, still in force, is part of the retaliation against Moscow for the Ukrainian conflict, also agreed by the G7 countries. So let's put Japan on the list. Japan, they're leaving too. They're de-dollarizing. It's all happening. Where is the money? President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. Do you know what he's doing with the money? He's arbitraging the Russian oil. He's buying it too. He's pocketing our money, buying Russian diesel. Don't tell anybody. A shocking report by Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Seymour Hirsch has exposed how Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and his cronies have allegedly embezzled at least $400 million of U.S. aid last year. The money was supposed to be used for buying diesel fuel for the Ukrainian military, but instead it was siphoned off through shady deals with Russian suppliers and private arms dealers. Hirsch, who is known for his investigative reporting on topics such as the My Lai Massacre, the Abu Ghraib... By the way, this was controversial at the time. But it exposed the absolute truth. See, Cy Hirsch has been doing this since the center of the earth was spinning in a different direction. Rape scandal and the Osama bin Laden raid published his findings on Substack, a platform for independent journalists. He cited anonymous sources from the U.S. intelligence community, the Pentagon, and the State Department, who confirmed the rampant corruption in Kiev and expressed their frustration with the Biden administration's handling of the Ukraine crisis. According to Hirsch, Zelensky and his team have been exploiting the U.S. support for their country's defense against Russian aggression to enrich themselves and their allies. Also, the C- $120 billion. Yesterday, they got another $300 million. We're up against the debt ceiling. We need a clean lift. Can we just get a clean lift, for God's sakes? What is taking so long? We've heard him say it. Let's go to Shalanda Young. 
We've heard him say it a couple of times now. He said it uh, on April 19th when he went to Accukeek, Maryland. He said that the, the House Speaker talks about limiting spending. All for that, man. Let's limit spending. That's the President's quote. What does he mean when he says that? Is he, is he serious about limiting spending, or is he mocking the House Speaker? Is he, is he suggesting that there might be some cuts he would be amenable to? What, is, what does he mean when he says that? So I, I don't know the context of how the President answers this. What I will say is I've talked to the President a lot about spending priorities. This President's made clear. You heard my topper. There is spending we like not to talk about. I, 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 did she say you heard him on Tucker? Was that me? or? She sounds pretty smart, though. Smart. George in Naperville. Sean, do you think any Chinese spies will be planted in your foursome at that upcoming golf outing? I'm worried you'll be taken in by a Fang Fang. Fang Fang? No, Fang Fang's not my type. Now, if you get one of those Southside Irish girls that, with the nice skin and whatnot, I'm still married. Thank you very much, though. Cream Puff Jim. What are you doing, you fecker? <laughs> I'm sure. How are you? I'm just thinking if the ballot box can be fixed that easily, the Democrats got it down to a science. So I don't see how the Republicans are going to win another election. They're not, especially in the ghetto yeah. states that they've already ruined. That's why. Do you think? Do you think I think? Do you think I think they're going to win another election? Because I don't. What I think we should do is take the states with integrity, with honesty, steeped in the principles of Americanism, and cut away from you rats. What do you think of that? Oh, then how would you get the food? Yeah, how would you get the money? Yeah, you're right. It would be a problem. I mean, you're not good at making money. You're good at stealing it. For instance, if you could get your, your oligarchs, you know, like the ones that were at Epstein, one day, Leon Black, Thomas Pritzker, uh, that's just to name a few. We also got Leon Black, Mortimer Zuckerman. Not you, Morty. Morty, what the hell were you doing? Leon Boltstein, Barnaby Marsh, Ramsey Elk Holy, and Bill Gates? That's just one day at Pedophile Island. We got the calendar. We'll discuss that when I get back. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. You Star Trekking me, Squirrel? Are you Star Trekking me? Oh. Oh, the cars. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Excellent. Because I tell you, I do like Star Trek. That's our only hope right now, Squirrel. Aliens with their alien currency and their alien morals. Because this country doesn't have principles anymore. It doesn't have morals anymore. This is why when Cream Puff Jim calls and talks about the Democrats and their ballot harvesting with the boxes, he's right. So that's why I don't partake in the who should run in 2024. Is Trump going to win again? No. They've got the system exactly where they want it. The money flow is ridiculous. You're not in on it. But people are making billions and billions and billions because they're misappropriating trillions and trillions and trillions. And the useful idiots, they just drive around in the electric nonsense. Miss, um, um, I can't see your name. I can't see. Hopper. Miss Hopper. Ms. Hopper, I, I love solar energy. I just want you to know that. And I love electric cars. But i got to ask you this question. This is that southern stuff, that foghorn, leghorn stuff, where they try to get you on your side. You know, I love it. I love it. And, yes, you look quite thin in that size 18 yoga pants. You look great. But. Question. I've been waiting to ask this. Uh, if electric cars are so swell, uh-huh. how come government has to pay people to drive them? 
So I think um, mm-hmm. is like most most government policies, right, are are put in place to incent certain behaviors, and so that's part of. That's not your freaking job, bureaucrat whore. You don't incentivize by bribing. You don't get to pick winners and losers. That's the principle of Americanism. But you've undermined that through seditious conspiracy that has enriched the true one percenters. See, the one percenters aren't guys who are making good money. Those aren't one percenters. The one percenters are the bureaucrats who are subjected to no realities. None. And we are unmoored from our principles. When you see the greed and the concentration of power with it, aren't you ever, did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. (laughs) This, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So as we sink into this quicksand of collectivism and government control, as the government backdoor nationalizes, sectors from our energy sector to all kinds of aspects of our life. This is why we've given up the principles that made us the youngest and the richest. See, in this country, it was unheard of that you could bribe politicians to the tunes of millions. All of it, PACs and the money and K Street, that's the problem. And until we put the restraints, the only place they're supposed to be in this country, on government, you will experience the true greed of a corrupt government because they've spent $5 trillion that they think, and nobody can tell you where the money is, just in green energy. Forget about the military nonsense. We'll kill anybody that, that even questions it. And when they ask you, is it worth the death and the mayhem of hundreds of thousands of children? Never forget the Democrat Party, the true definition of heartless. They don't only care about killing the American kids. They'll kill anybody. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice. But the price, we think the price is worth it. When they can go on air and say that it's worth it to kill 500,000 babies. And they talk about policies that kill American babies by the millions. Millions of kids have been killed by Planned Parenthood. You really think they're going to care about the money they steal from you? This is the definition of greed. It's the American government. It's insatiable. It cannot get enough. It will lie and it will cheat and it will steal and it will continue to make up excuses and it will pay no repercussions and no matter what limitations are put on it they will circumvent undermine and commit seditious conspiracy down to and there's no there's no way we'll ever agree 
Okay? But at least two of you believe that government, all things being equal, can spend a dollar better than people can. And 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 I that's that's your your this is America. You can believe that. For now. For the record, that's not in their testimony. I just I just don't agree with you. I, I think people can spend the dollar better, all things being equal. And and all you have to do, if you if you know the history of government, you know that that I'm right. But I don't expect you to agree with me because you're professors. We're beyond agreement. This is about being a slave and those of us who will always fight against it. That's what I'm about. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels When I first was notified I was going to have my next guest on, I was excited because my next guest is an advisor to Vivek Ramaswamy, who right now in the presidential primary is my pick of the people who are running. No question about it, and I can justify it in a thousand different ways. So I was really looking forward to talking to his advisor. When I learned who the advisor was, I was very excited. I've been a fan of hers for a while. She's Kathy Barnett. I recognized when she ran for Congress in 2020, then she ran for the Senate in 2022. But before that, she's more than accomplished. She's an author, a veteran, a former adjunct professor, a mom, homeschooler, and I've always appreciated when I would see her. Her name is Kathy Barnett. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful to be on. I've liked you for years. I really have. And I've watched your career, and I I love when you speak. And uh, the fact that you're supporting someone who I support just uh, solidifies my opinion of you. You're obviously a genius. You like the same (laughs) way I do. Obviously. (laughs) So let's spend a little time on Vivek, and then I want to talk about you. Okay? So Vivrek Ramaswamy is somebody that I didn't know much of outside of the financial world. And I say this because I spend a lot of time in the financial world. I'm formerly a floor trader at the Mercantile Exchange. But I love the principles of a free market. I recognize what makes our country great is that it gave the power of property rights to the people, not the government. So I love capitalism. Vivek took advantage of this and became uberly, uberly successful. He's a guy that could have went off to an island, not one of those pedophile islands like uh, uh, Jeffrey (laughs) Epstein, but a good island, and put his feet up and enjoyed the rest of his life and had a bunch of kids and did wonderful things. But he's a man of principle and character, and he decided to try and save a country that is giving away those principles. Do I have it about right? You do. <laughs> so in he, fact, his wife of Porva uh, said that when they were dating in college, when he was in Yale getting his law degree, that no lie, this is what he used to talk about as a young man back in his college days, is the crony capitalism, what needed to be done, the moral footing to get our country back on track. So this is truly who he is. And he has some very strong opinions on the bureaucracy that is drowning us, the bureaucracy of corruption that will lockstep vote for fraud, 
support fraud, and will lie to the people. So he wants to eliminate quite a lot of these bureaucracies, right? He does, yeah, starting with the Department of Education. Uh, and that, you know, and most people, you know, like, I mean, he, he probably gets his loudest applause when he makes that statement because most of us, you know, who are not suffering from a mental health crisis right now recognize that something has gone fundamentally wrong with uh, with how our how some of the most innocent people in our country is being preyed upon right now you know we have talked to so many different people young girls who have had healthy breasts removed or young boys who are being chemically castrated and we have those in our country who would force you to either be silent and watch on in horror or to applaud this as progress. And it's neither. It is evil. and It is wrong. And so I'm very grateful. Most people don't realize this is only since 1978. We have a Department of Education. Ironically, it was created by a Republican who I think is arguably the worst Republican we've had, and we've had some bad ones. But Richard Nixon, he created it. Jimmy Carter signed it. And voila, this this indoctrination system was born prior to 1978. Our school system was stronger. It produced better results. And the kids that are the product of the school system were better Americans. So to me, this is just another another uh, obvious example of the collectivist plot to teach our children to be servants to the government. And that's really what they've done since the late 70s through the 80s and really hardcore after 2000. Why is it so many Americans are resisting this? Breaking now off we're the, the Department it. of Education. Yeah, I'm, oh, well, most Americans have become unfortunately um, uh, dependent upon the teeth of the government for their every way of life. Uh, and if you doubt that, just recall for a moment how we responded. To COVID and the lockdowns and Biden coming out saying if we behaved ourselves, he would allow us to go in our own backyards and have Thanksgiving or um, celebrate Fourth of July. I don't know if you remember that, but that was the foolishness of it all of our elected officials coming out and showing us how to wash our hands, right? That we relied on them for every single thing. So I think that that is that that is a very clear direction that our nation is going uh, is going. In getting back to the Department of Education, perhaps there was a point in history when it was necessary or beneficial to you know, to most Americans. I grew up in the Deep South. I understand why there probably would have been a need for something like the Department of Education to make sure monies that were going to the states were being equitably uh, distributed to all schools. But kind of like the NAACP, I believe the Department of Education has lived beyond its point of usefulness. And like the NAACP, the Department of Education, when you lose your, your your first mission, you just start making stuff up. And that's where we find ourselves right now, where you have the Department of Education pushing some of the most radical and harmful um, ideologies onto the school system and trying to force it upon our children, whether it is uh, high school boys being able to take showers with little girls or whether it is, you know, now there are some schools that have cat litter um, pans in the, in, in the restroom because now children, apparently, can 
can identify as a cat. And we're looking at this as if it's sane. It is a mental illness. And, and Kathy, so, yeah, you know. We are on the other side of that in, in Chicago. We spend $30,000 a year for um, Chicago public school student, per student, $30,000 a year. The kids that can read at grade level are under 10%. In some of the schools, Mm. in some cases worse. The product that they're producing are what we see on the evening news that are destroying the quality of life in the city. But this has become a multi-billion dollar scheme and a fraud scheme. You can take $83 billion. $83 billion is the Department of Education. Uh, I mean, think about that. If we close down, if we shut down the Department of Education, according to the bank, you've done the math on it, take 25% of that $83 billion, you would be able to put three armed security guards in every single public school in our nation. And I believe, and then you allow the states to determine how they want to educate their own children. I think that is the winning message. I think the reason why people stand up and you get some of the loudest um, applause when he makes that statement is because we understand it. You know, we're we're now at a point in our country where we're having legislators to pass bill that acknowledges that the children belongs to the parent and that the parent has a right to be a part of the communication on, on, on how their child is educated. Who would have ever thought that we will be at this point where we have to protect parental rights? And yet we are. And in large part, it's because of this very radicalized uh, department of education that that's just making up stuff at this point now in these democrat mafia run states the unions are the strongest and in particular the teachers unions that's how they get the the thirty thousand dollars per pupil the money laundering scheme there are states in this country like the one that i moved to florida that doesn't have this encumbrance they resist the teacher unions there are all other states that do does vivek use these states as an example of how to turn the power to the states and why it's not only more efficient but a better deal and a better education for the kids? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he has used uh, the state of Florida and Ron DeSantis and the things that he's done as an example of, 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 of getting, you know, many things right, especially during COVID and the likes. But I think what the, 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 the issue that we're finding right now is that most people are looking for something authentic. We're looking for leadership that is real. And when you look at it from that perspective, I earnestly believe people are just thirsty. <laughs> Uh, we're living in some very bold times. There's never been a time that I can think of when we've been dealing with some of the issues that we're contending with. Uh, an open border. We don't, we have millions of people coming into our country. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're going. We don't even know if they like us or not. And if you say something about it, the left tells you to shut up, sit down. You're, you're racist. Uh, we have fentanyl that is ravishing uh, community after community and no one seems to be very disturbed by it uh, among those who have the power to do something about it. We're on the precipice of World War III. We have uh, inflation that, remember, you know, just a couple of years ago, we had Jerome Powell and others telling us this inflation was transitory. Now we see they lie to us and now people are, are beginning to feel the ramifications of what wasn't transitory inflation. You know, I mean, like we're having conversations about artificial intelligence and whether or not it's going to take over human existence. I mean, we're dealing with 
some very real issues. And I believe what most people believe is that we need some someone bold in order to lead our country through it. Not someone who's reading and trying to memorize poll tested comments, but someone who understands the nuances of what's happening in our country at the molecular level. And that would be Vivek. And I think that's the reason why he's now polling. Uh, he's now tied in national polling with Pence. He has uh, Vice President Pence. He's already surpassed Nikki Haley. We went from zero just 10 weeks ago in the polls, and now we're tied with the former vice president. And I believe is he's on an upward trajectory, and it's because people are looking for something real and authentic. Give me some of the differences, because I thought Donald Trump had some, he did much better than I anticipated, quite honestly. Where he was the strongest was obviously his domestic energy policy and his foreign policy. That, I've never experienced anything, even read about something, where he gave the power back to the people, and for that I'm appreciative. Where I found him to be terrible was his reaction to COVID and his willingness to to bend knee to the Democrat mafia and implement fascism. Does Vivek... What does he feel Trump did wrong and what does he feel he did right? Yeah, you know, I mean, this isn't a referendum against Donald Trump at all. Again, I just I, I earnestly believe people recognize that the most important thing here is our country and our country is bigger than uh, one man. Uh, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. I mean, we're about to lose uh, the rest of our country. I used to say we're on the precipice of losing our country. Newsflash, we've lost many aspects of our country. And I think people recognize that. But as it relates to Donald Trump, uh, you know, Donald Trump, you know, praise God, the man was up against some of the most formidable power powers oh, yeah. from day, even before he took office. And yet, you know, he was able to accomplish some things, you know, however, he said he was going to drain the swamp. And instead, he went into office and, and he started endorsing the swamp. Uh, Mitt Romney, he endorsed Mitt Romney, he endorsed Dr. Oz in my race. And so some of those things have come back now to hurt him significantly, because he didn't do exactly what he said he was going to do. But again, and you take into consideration that, I mean, he was working against some formidable odds uh, against the deep state and what and, and what happened. Uh, but right now, you know, as we look at as we look at things, I mean, he's not running. Vivek is not running against Donald Trump. He's truly running for the nation. And I believe people will see that and appreciate yeah. it and hopefully I, come alongside. And I think if he if he steps up and says the government doesn't have the power to shut down the economy and it certainly doesn't have the power to hold harmless pharmaceutical companies as they promote a drug and then mandate it, I think he could get a lot of people who support Donald Trump but recognize those were his failings. Now, we run short on time, but I, you are the example of something that I am very passionate about, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. I used to use somebody I disagreed with on every level as an example why women should never kill their babies. And that is Barack mm -hmm. Obama, 17-year-old white woman, 33-year-old married African black man at the height of racial tensions in America. He knocks up the 17-year-old girl. Thankfully, she goes and has that baby. That baby is Barack Obama, grows up to be president of the United States. I'm going to stop using that example, and I'm going to use you, because I recently learned mm -hmm. that your mother was 11 years old and the victim of rape, and you are the product of that. Is that correct? <laughs> I am. That is the I greatest am. story of why nobody <laughs> should be put into this system, because what you've done with your life, I mean, aside from your, 
your achievements in college and your achievements in the political life and the fact that you're a veteran. You are the example of an American, and I love that about you. So if, if it's okay yeah. with you, I'm going to stop using Barack Obama, and I'm going to use <laughs> Kathy Barnett. Are you all right with that? You uh, Yes, feel free to do so. You know, I never, um, I, I hadn't shared my story all my life, and I just started sharing it in 2019 when it became very obvious to me that if my story had a had the opportunity to save one life, why would I not share it? And I'm very grateful that those who came alongside my mother, the adults in the room, saw value in my life and came around my very young mother and helped her through a challenging time, but also loved me. And I'm very grateful for that. You are the reason every baby should be given the chance at life. Kathy, I so appreciate you coming on. And I really do mm. wish, I call him Vivek, but I'm from Chicago, so I butcher everyone's name. So I'm going to continue to call him Vivek <laughs> until he comes on my show and corrects me. We have a deal? Sounds great. Thank Bless you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, let it breathe, squirrel. Let it breathe. Bill Gates. Leon Black. Tommy Pritzker. Oh, he likes to go by Thomas. Tommy Pritzker. Looks a lot like Penny. Just a little more feminine. Just one day in the life of Jeffrey Epstein. 10 a.m., he's going to meet with Bill Gates and uh, Tommy Pritzker. This is a Monday in September. We now have the calendar. There's a funny thing, though, that goes on to this. This guy by the name of uh, Black, Leon Black. Leon Black is a billionaire. The Apollo Global Fund, he was the CEO Leon Black has transfers to Jeffrey Epstein. Everyone wants to know how Jeffrey Epstein made his money. Here's a unique way. $158 million from Leon Black to Jeffrey Epstein. You know what it was for, Squirrel? Tax and estate advice. Now, I use David Hochberg for my mortgage advice. I use Tom Fortino for my retirement advice. I'm not paying either one of these guys. One fraction of $158 million. I don't give a rip how much money you have. See, because I say this is an accounting fraud. Leon Black wasn't buying advice. He was buying what Bill Gates was buying. He was buying what uh, Mortimer Zuckerman was buying. He was buying what Leon Botstein, Barnaby Marsh, and good old Tommy Pritzker, Ramsey Elcoli. And Bill Gates. I said Bill Gates twice because he's twice the nerd he should be. That's what he was buying. And you know where the commodity was? On Epstein's Island, where they all flew to for some advice. Not sure that advice was delivered by an underage girl. This is, a, this is an absolute atrocity. And uh, Maxwell's in the cooler. But where's Leon? Oh, Leon Black stepped down. All right. What about the $158 million? Did Epstein pay taxes on it? Did he say, pay the same taxes you pay in your cell, in your in your check? I don't think so. It's a cabal of corruption, and I know what you are. I do. I know what you are. Of transmission because of all the different land use problems and regulatory and cost burdens associated with moving from energy dense to energy dilute fuel. That's all right. We've got all kinds of bureaucrats to host parties to recipients of this corruption. 
that have financial interests in the industry you are regulating, I think that's a big problem. If that's not currently foreclosed by law, we ought to foreclose it, Mr. Chairman. But you said that you do this on a regular basis. We'll probably follow up. I think I'm probably going to need to see a list of all the groups you've spoken to. I'm going to want to know that. What about all these allegations of corruption? Can we get any answers out of this mafia? John, I've got a question about the House Oversight Committee subpoena that was issued yesterday. Um, It's seeking an FBI document from 2020 that, uh, quote, describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. Uh, What's the White House's response to this serious corruption allegation? I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department on that. I I have nothing for you on that today. Wait a minute. So we've got to talk to the Justice Department. No, no, no. We're asking you. Your boss, you work for this wrinkled-ass dimwit with dementia. We're asking you about these allegations that he's a two-bit whore, the way that handsome son of a gun that does Chicago afternoon drive time keeps insisting. And, I mean, I know you're a spokes idiot for this mafia, but you're going to tell me to go talk to Ferret Face? But I don't want to talk to Garland. He's one of Sololinsky's mafia members from Chicago with Barack Obama. All the same numbers, same names, same schemes. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Let's go to Gina McCarthy. On the clean power plan, uh, former Obama administration assistant secretary uh, Charles McConnell said at best it will reduce global temperature by only one one hundredth of a degree Celsius. At the same time, it's going to increase the cost of electricity. That's going to hurt the lowest income Americans the most. How do you justify such an expensive, burdensome, onerous rule that's really not going to do much good? And isn't this all pain and no gain? No, sir. It, I, I don't agree with you. If you look at, at the uh, uh, RIA we did, the regulatory impact analysis, you would see it's enormously beneficial. The, the value of this Do you consider one one-hundredth of a degree to be enormously no, beneficial? The, the value of this rule is not measured in that way. It is measured in showing strong domestic action, which can actually trigger global action to address what... It's measured in stealing our money. In the name of a scam and a boondoggle like everything else. So when you hear them talk about the debt ceiling, understand how we got here. It isn't because we did good things. It's because they stole so much money, we're not supposed to let them steal more. But we will. Paul, Northwest Indiana. Hey, good afternoon. Okay, quick two points. Number one, the EV thing. I know for a fact, a young couple in Kalamazoo, Michigan, bought an EV truck with their young baby. Drove up to the UP of Michigan, got stranded for six hours. They couldn't find a charging station. Drove back to Kalamazoo, turned it in for a gas-powered vehicle. Number two, litter boxes in schools, yes. Also from that same area of Michigan, talked to a teacher. They said, even last summer, yes, their school has a litter box in the school. So kids that want to act like cats can use it. Really? Amazing. Yes. Uh, All right, good. We got to spend thirty thousand a year to educate cats now, huh? Paul, yeah. you're the bearer of bad news, but you're in Northwest Indiana. I'm not sure where this happened outside of a Tesla station, but I don't know if you heard about this. These Tesla guys—they seem a little edgy to me. Did you hear about this? Bond scene markers in front of a Tesla charging station suggest a disturbing story. Yeah, it's definitely unusual. The call came in right around nine forty Wednesday morning. Some kind of a confrontation between two men in the parking lot of the Edgewater Public Market. When Edgewater police arrived, they found a man shot 
right in front of a group of Tesla charging stations. First responders took him to a nearby hospital, but he died less than an hour later. Police say the second man, the shooting suspect, left the scene, but later called police and turned himself in. Well, Jefferson County life. Sheriff's Department, which assisted in the investigation, says so far the suspect is not speaking with investigators, but they believe the initial argument may have started over one of the charging stations. You know why, Squirrel? They don't work. They don't work. The stupid things don't work. They spend trillions of dollars. You get there, it doesn't work. Then there's one guy sitting there for 50 minutes. You get angry. What are you doing? Well, I'm waiting for my Tesla to charge. Then an argument ensues. You shoot the son of a gun. Next thing you know, you're in jail. But he's green. Oh, he is. And he got a tax benefit. It's all working out swimmingly. Jim, South Elgin. How you doing, my friend? You're on fire today. I just... Uh was reading that one of the George Soros-appointed attorneys from St. Louis is resigning. Oh, that's good. Now we got 64 yeah, it, it more is. to go. Yeah. Let's not, know, say, let's let's not let's celebrate it. over small victories, Jim. I mean, I know you got to keep yourself positive, but not for me. I'm more interested in what's going on in the macro, macro government. Hello, uh, can you, this, uh, this drag queen recruiting initiative, is that strictly a Navy project? Or are you going to have the other services also get involved? Is there going to be an Army drag queen Air Force drag queen, that sort of thing. By the way, there's a spokes idiot for the Pentagon. They're not asking about the $6 trillion. Her name is Singh. Singh. Singh Singh. I think it's. I think she's two Singhs. I'm going to check on the first name. It's. I think it's either Sylvia Singh or Singh Singh. Is it strictly a Navy project? Well, what? I would say first, and I'm at the, the top, just looking at this holistically, we are incredibly proud of those who decide to serve, and that's every young American who decides to turn to serve and to take the oath um, to put their line on the line in defense of our country. Um, again, the the program I believe that you're referring to was the Navy Digital Ambassador Program, which was a pilot outreach effort. It was not a recruiting effort. Uh, for more information on that, I would direct you to the Navy. Um, but this pilot program has concluded, and the Navy is evaluating the program and how it ex- exists in the future. So like the Bud Light commercial... They, they put a man dressed as a girl to pretend to be a woman, and Bud Light sales went down. So in the Navy, they already had those silly pants with the bell bottoms and that stupid shirt. They decided to put a transvestite in there, thinking it would get, get recruitment. Who, who, who's going to sign up for that? In the meantime, uh, this is not just a problem here in America. I found this very interesting from merry old England that still pretends it has a king. Hey, so you come to my house to complain about my baby wearing pink? I was just asking, really, why you keep putting her in pink and not other colours? Well, traditionally, girls often wear pink. Well, I think you'll find that was back in the day. I don't think it's today. I think you can wear any colour you want now. One, one that you can. She, she. Now, this is just some neighbour knocked on the guy's door. This is not anybody of any importance. Yeah, just uh, she uh, doesn't. Just, she has she, she has other like clothes as well, but. Her favorite color is pink. Well, I've only ever seen her in pink, and I think that's not allowing her to have freedom of what, what do you mean freedom? she wants to be. But she, <laughs> she's a baby. She's not a baby. She's a baby. She's two. She looks a lot older than that to me. But anyway. Well, hold on a See, the problem is these pseudo-intellectual frauds, these fascists of the Fourth Reich, you feel very comfortable talking to strangers. This guy's way too polite. Hey, you moron. Get off the step. What's any of your concern? Well, it's my concern because I believe that the world has got better since we've got all this fluidity with genders and okay. the different types of genders now. Okay. And I think by dressing someone in pink... If do you sh- believe the world got... Who are you? How do I know you don't have a feather in your derriere? 
doesn't want to be a girl when she's older, she wants to be a tra or transgender or whatever, then she'll have been dressed in pink and you would have confused her. So I think it's nicer to dress people in all different colours. I mean, she'd look beautifully in yellow, wouldn't she? Let's well, be honest. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine some stranger coming up to you, talking to you about your dog? I think the problem is we've, we've accepted this kind of stupidity for far too long. Far too long. It's time to take this crackpot and throw her on the curb. Well, yeah, she's wearing yellow now. Hey, baby. She is. I haven't seen she was sorry. She's got pink trousers on with rainbows on. Now, I do like the rainbow. I definitely like the rainbows on her trousers. Now, that's good. Okay. But, okay. You know. okay. Firstly, yeah, you're wearing pink glasses. Yeah, this isn't a mental illness. Not a 65-year-old pot belly guy pretending to be a female admiral. That's not mental. This crackpot knocking on doors. Not to mention the shooting spree, they all seem to go on. 80% of them thought about suicide. 40% of them commit suicide. This is perfectly normal. Okay. I think you'll find these are mauve. Are you colorblind? Mauve. Something. These are mauve. These mauve. Are mauve. Mauve. You limey bastard. It's mauve. AM560. The answer. Honey Bunny picked up something. I tell you, if it isn't this lady knocking on her neighbor's door, the audacity of these imbeciles, these frauds, to demand we partake in their delusion. Delusion. Now you're going to start messing with the kids? I tell you what. You're lucky my kids are old. You're lucky you didn't knock on my door, crackpot. What color are these, young lady? Yes, of Yeah, she says pink. But they're not pink. They are mauve. 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 There's no such thing as mauve, you limey bastard. It's mauve. Glasses. Okay, so, so... And, actually, Cheryl. they're blue inside. Cheryl. So, a little bit of pink, mauve, and blue. Cheryl. I've got all the colors, you see? So far, my favorite person in this conversation is the two-year-old, who just keeps pointing at her dad yelling, freak, and baby talk. That's freak. I can translate. Sorry. Much healthier. Much healthier Cheryl. for the brain, the mindset. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I th when I think of healthy, I think of these advocates for this nonsense. People like this. So I don't have any words prepared today. I just want you to feel our pain. So I am going to spend the next minute screaming. That is what the trans genocide in this country, in this city, has brought me to. It's not a mental disorder at all. It's not a mental disorder. They're perfectly normal, perfectly normal. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. Well, here's some behavioral health for you, stupid. You, the man with the pot belly dressed like a woman. Here's some uh, mental health examples for you. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> Is this awesome? You crackpots. And as your ash, I will continue that focus and support policy initiatives to improve Americans' physical and mental well-being. Okay, now that we're butted up against the, the debt ceiling, we are an economic quagmire. Should we be asking them, what do you guys think about policy? What do you think? We got to just, I just want that scream. Just that scream. All right. Craig and Mount Greenwood, you start screaming. I'm hanging up on your ass. No, no, Sean. I'm not going to scream on you, man. Hey, great show. Hey, listen, <laughs> I told Bunny we're going to talk about something that's really bugging the heck out of me with regard to you got more. You've got so much information and so much uh, 
They got him oh, dead to right. The, I hope that's not your neighbor asking you why you let your wife walk around in pink. You think it's your neighbor in Mount Greenwood? You got you got the freakazoids out there? Uh, oh, yeah. Go, yeah. go answer the door. Don't let, don't let her tell you there's such a thing as mauve. It's mauve, you freaks. 312, Lemo, Chris, I'd love to get to you. We got out of time. 312, 642. Oh, I got a guest. All right. Stick, stay tuned. The whole hour is going to be fun after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without That pit you have in your stomach knowing that we are in a place we should not be, that just two and a half years ago, the quality of your life, the position of our economy, the standing in the world, and peace throughout the world, was all destroyed because of an election that I believe Joe Biden didn't win. It isn't 74 million people that got robbed. It's 340 million Americans that got robbed. That's the result and the ramification of allowing this political whore to control the most powerful office in the world. My next guest has spent forty year, a 40-year career of his own business, longer as an auditor, an MBA from the Western Reserve University on a full scholarship, his name, Joseph Freed. His new book, Debunked, an Auditor's Review of the 2020 Election and the Lessons We Learned. We had him on last week. I don't care. I want him on almost every day. Joseph, how are you? I'm just fine. How are you, Sean? Well, first of all, you have an illustrious career. We've got other books we could talk about. But this, to me, is the most important, especially on a day when we have guys that are put into prison for a seditious conspiracy. I'm not supporting any violence that took place in the Capitol. It's outrageous, but I don't believe it was a seditious conspiracy to overthrow the government. I think if we had one, it would have at least been with weapons, or it would have been done in an election box. <laughs> now, you, you and I covered this last time, but it's yeah. worth going over again. The reality is, I did not believe then, I do not believe now, more than 16 million people more voted for Joe Biden than voted for Barack Obama. Barack Obama won the election, I believe, legitimately. I didn't really question it. But there was a momentum move. There were people that believed it. I didn't see that in 2020, and I don't believe it in 2023. And we're living through the results of, of Joe Biden's administration. Can we rectify the situation for the next election, or do I have to pretend politicians are not selected? Well, it's going to be tough. I'll tell you the truth. I'm not real optimistic about 2024. Uh, not only do the Republicans now have the uh, they ha they're saddled with uh, some uh, with the uh, um, abortion issue, which is not helping them. But I even before that, they I felt the cheating was going to take the election to the Democrats, and I think that's still going to happen. So one way or the other, if they lose a little popularity because of uh, right to life and, and the abortion issue, uh, that's going to hurt them. But I think the cheating is going to make it is going to be the nail in the coffin for them. But in your book, uh, the bunk they can do things they can do things. 
Yeah, but in your book, Debunked, an auditor's review, yeah. we're, dealing, we're dealing with states that circumvented state legislatures, the right. way in which elections are to be controlled. And the, you know, we're from, I'm from Chicago. We're talking about Crook County. It's called, you, you, you know, it's we're a laughing stock of the nation. And these, these judges, this Democrat soiree, this cabal of corruption controls things. So how yeah. were they ever allowed to do this? And it just, it just went along. And I, I still don't know what we can do to correct it. Are we just victims of this kind of corruption? And when you audit the actual election results and you see the same yeah. addresses, the phony names, the whole nonsense, can we change it through evidence you have? Well, uh, see, everything got cut short. Uh, first it was cut short by the certifications. And one of the problems we have in America for the presidential election, at least, is that our certifications come very rapidly after the election. Now, that was not a problem when in the old days when people would walk in, 90% of them would walk in to their local precinct where a lot of times they were even recognized. They'd sign right in front of somebody who was looking at the uh, registration signature they get the okay. It was basically a counting job after that, because very few people had these uh, problematic uh, through-the-mail uh, ballots. But that's uh, not the case anymore. So first, for the first problem is the certification. The second problem that cut off all investigation was January 6th. That was the excuse that everybody could use to... to shut everybody up. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. After that, you're an election denier. Well, that's why today was the day, the crucial day to have you on, because to me, this is the nail in the government intimidation coffin, to make you afraid to, to question things, to make you to, to be an intimidating factor, but to also stay in the news and keep that upper hand. Because the reality is, and you know this, Joseph, we're failing on all fronts. Audit reviews is what they fear from the bureaucracies that have misappropriated trillions upon trillions of dollars. But they're always on the offense. And when I say they, I mean government supremacists. This is a, a, a bipartisan corruption. There, there, there are Republicans in on this fraud as well. And I need this system to break. And the only way it's going to break is through prima facie evidence that no one can deny. And the only people that can deliver that are the auditors. But yet you've been frozen out of this information to a certain extent. Correct. Well, well, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm speaking out, and I'm telling you, I'm starting to get on the air more and more, and I think you're going to see more of this. There, the evidence is there. Uh, can I say it's proof? Well, the only reason I can't say it's proof, I, I strongly suspect it's proof, but to me, uh, well, here's a quick analogy. A uh, detective sees a guy... Um, w running out of a bank with a pile of money under his arm. And somebody is shot in the bank, and it turns out it's his registered gun. And a week later, he buys a $50,000 boat for cash. Now, in America, we don't call that proof of his guilt. Uh, he's, he is innocent until proven guilty. And so even though that is extremely compelling evidence uh, that I just laid out for this analogy, it isn't proof. I've got evidence that's just as, about as strong as, as the bank analogy. But I won't say it's poop only because everything was cut off. There was never an investigation. Uh, people talk about court cases. They don't have any conception of the fact. Uh, I, I tracked to a, another um, nonprofit. There, there's a tracking of 92 court cases. 
and only 30 of them were on merit, and Trump won 22 of the 30. And if you look at the eight losses, it's a joke. Five of them were trivial, and three of them were not trivial, but he should not have lost them. They were disgraceful rulings by the Pennsylvania court. So nothing, though, really got... People think, oh, well, all this was adjudicated in the court system. No, it wasn't. They were mostly, 70% were thrown out on process. That would be uh, jurisdiction or that- uh, standing or latches. And the of the remaining ones, Trump only lost a handful that were, uh, and, and they were nothing to be ashamed of, frankly. that The courts should be ashamed of the two or three that were substantive. So uh, The, the idea been- that we can audit results. Because we now have this system of ballot harvesting. I have a friend of mine. The reason I'm so passionate about this, I have a friend of mine who is in a convalescent home. He's my age. The convalescent home houses hundreds of people. The mafia comes in, and they all vote Democrat. These guys get the ballots, and they run to the box. Same-day voter registration. But this can only be proven if we have the ballots. How many states destroy ballots after they rush the election count? Well, they're not supposed to, of course, for 22 months. But, yes, you're right. A lot of these ballots and the ballot images, which in some cases, like Georgia, are, are uh, become the voting ballot, in effect, is the image, they're, they're lost or destroyed. Uh, so there is a big problem there. But, you know, you brought up Cook County and how corrupt they were. And I remember when we concluded last week, I was telling you how much Georgia's, remember we talked about the rejection rate in Georgia and how it, fell down to one-eighteenth of what it had been four years earlier. Mm-hmm. And that was 78,000 votes, mostly for Biden, that Trump... Now, now, why did I say mostly for Biden? Here's the proof of that. And I was starting to make a point for you last week, and we sort of got cut short. Remember I was saying, well, you know, the Democrats always say the minority, marginalized communities can't yes. handle paperwork as well. That's why we can't have ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, as dramatically improved as Georgia was as a state, and it was dramatically improved because only all, most of their ballots went through, Fulton was seven times better. Its, its rejection rate was only 14% of the Georgia statewide rate. In other words, most of those 78,000 ballots, or, or at least a huge chunk, came from Fulton County. Those minority people, 62% minority, according to the stats, did extremely well on the paperwork, or the alternative is that they were cheating like crazy in Fulton County, one or the other. So uh, I don't know, you know, nobody gets to look at these things to really... uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, in Georgia, Raffensperger, a Republican, was was putting the kibosh on all the investigations. And even now, I think I was saying last week that uh, Favorito, Garland Favorito and Voter GA, they're still trying to get their hands on Fulton County ballots. It's been fr- frustrating. What, what but happened, they haven't given up. What happened in Arizona? Because I, I thought I would hear more about the Kerry Lake election. Because, you know, uh, to me, Joe Biden represents the future of election counting. Uh, In 2022, I I, I had no optimism going into it. 2024, I'm supposed to be entertained with this this theater for fools. Um, But if we don't fix these issues, 
Yeah. It's just going to be more of the same. And then you're seeing states leave, good people leave states like Illinois, like New York, and the rest of it. So that just, to me, assures more victory because the Democrat mafia states get, are very comfortable stealing. That's how, how they exist. So well, what can be done, in your, in your opinion, if you had the ear of the powers that be? I mean, obviously, they, they circumvented the, uh, the system the way it was, and the state legislatures have been put in the sidelines. What good are they? W- what's going to change in 2024? Well, you know, when people say, uh, Joe, what can be done, then I always ask, well, am I assuming that Democrats are in control of the state or Republicans? Because it's a dramatic difference. The Democrats are really um, there. Well, Michigan's a great example. Michigan was a disgrace in 2020, and now it is as deep blue as California in the long run. I know it really isn't, but it will. It's never going to change. Uh, here's what happened. If I if, if can I run into Michigan a little? Yeah, please go. Uh, Okay, Michigan, uh, Benson, Joshua and Benson, the Secretary of State, took it upon herself with any, without any authority in law to mail out 7.7 million ballot applications. Never had been done before like that. Nobody had to ask for them. She just mailed them out. More than half of them were unused. Where did they end up? Who knows? Probably a lot went to ballot harvesters. Now, that's bad enough, but you know what else she did? And this proves, by the way, that Trump really, that that election can't be certified. It shouldn't have been. Because the next thing she did, right before uh, they started counting the ballots, is she told all her workers, you are to presume that signatures are valid. So here's a state with no ID that has a lousy voter registration based because she's mailing out all the stuff to people who don't even want it. And then she tells them, don't even use the signatures. And you know what's really dishonest about that that woman? A year or two early, you can still see it on the Internet. She's talking on YouTube, and she's praising to the sky how important signatures are. She said, we don't need ID because we have signatures. They're better. Signatures are, are the gold standard. And then what does she do? She drops it. So there is absolutely nothing uh, that worked in Michigan. Well, guess what she just did? They just passed a constitutional amendment. They called it like um, your uh, right to vote. You know, they they put a wonderful title on it. So it sounds like they're giving you your rights. It's unbelievable. It says nobody gets to see any documents or to do any audits except guess who? the Secretary of State. Man. That means that if anybody wants to get their hands on a on a chain of custody document or... Um, this is, this is Venezuela stuff. This is third world He's stuff. just going to say, I'm sorry, I can't do it because the Constitution, it would violate our Constitution. So this is Saddam Hussein level stuff. Don't worry, Saddam did the county and won 95%. Yeah. It won't be that outrageous, but they'll make it. You know, you always have to turn to the people who lie to you on a daily basis for the truth in the election results. Has always been an argument I've had. When you see Dominion sue Fox News and you see the settlement without the argument, and I hear the nonsense, oh, the judge and all the rest of it, it's all nonsense. They could have appealed it a thousand times. I always thought there was a very strategic reason why Dominion never mentioned Harry Hursty who is the security expert, the cybersecurity expert. As you see these, these cases progress through the, through the system, do you think that there will be a future where 
technology may save us rather than always corrupt us? Is there a way to utilize the system of blockchain, the, you know, the system that trades trillions and trillions of dollars per milliseconds, doesn't lose a penny? Is there a way we can force that for maybe an integrity level of elections? Or are we just going to be this Iraq Saddam Hussein, don't worry, Saddam won? Uh, you know, the only thing I see that can save us in 2024 is a huge red wave election. Uh, hope, you know, if something catastrophic happens like a big recession right at the last minute, because I'll tell you, that's the only thing that's going to, you know, I, I already count two of the six swing states I, I looked at in my book, Nevada and Michigan. I already count them as gone. They're gone. They're not swing states anymore because of the moves they made. Not because they really aren't. I think they really are red states or pink red, but they're lost because the the Democrats controlled the government and they made sure they'll never, ever lose another big presidential election. So I'm not, I wish I could be more optimistic. But I'm not. But I no. Do. That's what I love about you. You tell the truth. I mean, the truth sometimes is ugly, but it's worth it's worth exposing the truth because if you're not willing to admit the ugly, you're just going to lie and put lipstick on the pig. That is the results, and that's how we feel. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know many people. Granted, I I don't associate anymore with anybody that would support uh, this kind of atrocity in our country. But I I don't know many people that believe that Joe Biden won 81 million votes, and I never believed it. Um, but if we're going to correct it, we have to find the evidence, the prima facie evidence. And so much of it oh. is destroyed. So much of the principles of our election are bastardized. The idea that courts were allowed to circumvent the state legislatures. This is something we don't even hear arguments. Are there cases still going on we can maybe hang some hope on? Well, not in the courts, really. But, um, you know, I think, uh, except for Kerry Lake, uh, you know, and by the way, that was uh, I, I wrote a lot of articles on that case and uh, not recently, but, uh, you know, the signatures were, were unbelievable. She had three whistleblowers, three whistleblowers who said this is baloney, that they uh, we, we see all these bad ballots. And the next day we come. One of them was a, a guy that his job was to cure the ballots. In other words, if they were rejected, he would call them up at home and try to figure out if they really voted. He said, I expected to see 20,000 the next morning and there'd be like 1,000. And I said, what happened? And they said, the managers figured it out. You know, they would go, they were say one woman, who, another whistleblower who said, these, they went through three levels of rejection. Reviewer one rejected, reviewer two rejected, reviewer three rejected, and then she said the next day they just bring them all back and say, do them again. Until just, this is we're devolving into it. Th- until they get accepted. I mean, this is like, so, really, it's like Venezuela. It's like Venezuela. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Carrie Lake is fighting it. But, you know, it, 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 it's tough. And, uh, you know, if you had, whether if you had grandkids, where where did you see the state with the most integrity? Where would you tell your grandkids to move? Well, I like what DeSantis is doing in Florida. I like Ohio. You know what we, where I live? You know, I live in the Cleveland area on Lake Erie. You know, in Ohio, when you want to vote by mail, you can, but you have to apply to get a ballot. And when you apply to get the ballot, you have to have a hard ID. But then it's even better because then when you get the ballot, you have to send in the ID again with the ballot. 
Very few states do that. That's a double idea, in other words, when you apply for the ballot and when you send it back in. And uh, so I would say Ohio is doing just just great, and that's probably why Trump won by eight points. It used to be a swing state, Ohio. Yeah, uh, I think the things they did in Florida still got problems, as far as I can tell. But I but they're working on them. And you as the as the an auditor with the auditor brain, forty years in auditing, yeah. I can't help but notice your other books. I mean, your your new book, debunked, is is something that everybody else has to buy. But you wrote a book, how Social Security picks your pocket. You wrote another book, who really drove the economy into the ditch. Aren't these just precursors? for how the mafia had to continue to let these scams continue to grow? Because these scams grow. People aren't even interested in the evidence anymore. This is a money laundering system, and the final piece of the puzzle was to guarantee election results you could count on so you could get away with the continued crimes. Weren't your two books really precursors to why they would steal elections? Uh, I think so. You know, it's funny you mentioned this because for I haven't read my economic books, uh, Who Really Drove the Economy Into the Ditch, for years. And I just picked it up recently, and you know what triggered it? I'm starting to write something. It'll probably be out next week. It, it's that damn $40 a month. Um, <laughs> Community the, Reinvestment you know, Act? Yeah, good yeah. credit. you got to pay a penalty for good yeah. credit. Uh-huh. And it was like deja vu. The reason, and this sounds very self-serving, but that book, you, that who really drove the economy in the ditch, is the best book out there on what happened in the recession. And I'll tell you why. It's the whole story. Everybody starts with the banks, which have a lot of culpability, by the way. They were yes. packaging up this garbage and selling yeah. it all over the world. Yeah. But what were they packaging up? All these subprime loans. And when did that start? Well, some of the quotes I read in that book, uh, you'll see that they started with this. In, um, first of all, Janet Reno was bragging how she had taken hundreds, plural, hundreds of banks to court right. because they weren't giving enough minority loans or they were redlining. Community Reinvestment Act started, ironically, as an idea Nixon floated. Carter implemented it. Clinton made a career out of it. And this is what I love about uh, the mind of an auditor. You, it's not about politics. Your politics becomes after the evidence. It's the evidence itself. And this is what you're great at. And did we sell books after you were on, debunked, an auditor's review think, of the 2020 election? I yes? think we did. I think we did. <laughs> Good. Well, I, I, I want everybody to buy that. I want, but listen, Joseph, you're a treasure. And in the autopsy of, of American Dark Ages, when you and I are both dead, it'll be guys like you, evidence like you prove, that will hopefully save America in the future 100 years after this mafia dies. But, you know, I'm looking at Jimmy Carter. This son of a gun's been dying since Christmas. He dies like he governs. Terrible. In the meantime, you write like we need. That's why I love Joseph Freed. Really, we're going to have you on. We're going to go over all this stuff because I know you're going to reissue this book. You just have to move commas over. We do the same damn thing. We never learn from the past. Joseph Freed, well, you're well, a treasure. I definitely want to talk about PA, uh, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin next time uh, you have me on because those have got some good, juicy stories in those two. Well, there has to be an explanation for that dimwit from young Frankenstein, some call senator. <laughs> Thank you very much for making yourself available to me. Oh, thank you, Sean. You have a good evening. Take you care. Too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. 
You can find the article in the Wall Street Journal. These are oligarchs that are running our system, profiting. The names, truly outrageous. They want you to believe they pay $158 million for estate planning and tax advice. These are money schemes. They're all involved in it. Thomas Pritzker, also known as Tommy, looks as stupid as the rest of the Pritzkers. You ever see that family photo? Bill Gates, Ramsey Elk Holy, whoever heard of this? Morty Zuckerman. There's even a woman, Catherine Rumeller, Leon Black. The profiteers of policy, the oligarchs of corruption, the people who are making the decisions to run our country. And when you see the atrocity, the seditious conspiracy, that is the Biden administration. Realize the money, the billions, the billions, the trillions stolen in foreign policy. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev. Uh... Under the Obama administration, the amount of money that was misappropriated, the Pentagon admits another $2.7 trillion shortly after the 2.3 that Don Rumsfeld reminded us of. And our foreign policy, aside from the money, I mean, the money's important and we're losing credibility and the, do- the world is de-dollarizing. Japan holds $1.2 trillion, the largest U.S. debt, and a growing number of countries seem to be moving away from the use of the dollar. Is there an understanding of this, of a concern for that? As the world reserve currency is really a big part of why the U.S. is able to um, exert its leadership. Is there an understanding of the fact that countries are beginning to turn away from the use of the dollar and, and some uh, way to... Well, I have to let Japan uh, speak to their economic policy. The uh, number of countries that are beginning to denominate in dollars away from the U.S. dollar. I'm going to have to take your question, sir. I don't have a good answer. They don't have a good answer because they're here to destroy the integrity of the currency. But more importantly, there are lives at stake. There is a lack of diplomacy. There is mayhem around the world. We do not know tonight how many people will be killed with bombs we paid for. Because we don't know the issues and we don't care anymore. I don't really care about the former Soviet Union. I don't care about Rutin, Tutin, Putin. I don't care. But I certainly don't want to contribute to the chaos. There has been a civil war that we in America have ignored because we're idiots. We're spoiled brats born into, infre- into freedom and liberty and a strong economy and entitled for everything. That's why no matter how bad it is here, it's worse in these third world hellholes. But the Ukrainian government is a joke, a laughingstock, and has been since the fall of the Soviet Union. The idea that we sit idly by as Barack Obama did loan guarantees and oligarchs and Ihor Kolomoisky, it's moronic. But are we so ignorant we forgot of the atrocities that are perpetrated by the so-called Ukrainian government? Whether you love it or hate it. There's facts we're glazing over as we fund billions of dollars to the most corrupt country in Europe. Nine years ago, nearly 50 people were burned alive by far-right Ukrainian forces in the Odessa Trade Union House massacre. Nobody has been held accountable. as a Odessa Trade Union House massacre. You know, prior to uh, Joe Biden usurping the office, there was a civil war that was responsible for tens of thousands of deaths in Ukraine. This is what we're talking about. 
This was the argument. This is the reason of the Minsk Accord. This is why Yatsenyuk and all the rest of these scoundrels were getting billion-dollar loan guarantees and the rest of it. Do you not remember any of it? And I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "Where's the billion dollars? Who got the loan guarantees? Whatever happened to their loans? Nobody gives a rip." So you're 140 billion deep into this oligarch-run country, and who exactly are we giving the money to? Why aren't we talking about the civil war that was going on? The tens of thousands of people that are killed survivors and the families of the victims fight for justice, despite it being known from day one who was responsible. One shudders at the memories of the terrible tragedy in Odessa, where peaceful protesters were brutally murdered, burned alive in the house of trade unions. The criminals who committed that atrocity have never been punished, and no one is even looking for them. But we know their names, and we will do everything to punish them, find them, and bring them to justice. In fact, the only people that are being charged so far are those who were attacked. There is video footage on this subject available to everyone. We know the names of those who shot at people jumping from the burning building. Ukrainian authorities have opened a criminal case against those who were burned. But the entire world community, ostensibly progressively minded, following the U.S. lead, has shown no interest in this situation at all. Propaganda. We are fed propaganda. We give billions, hundreds of billions, and nobody cares. And if you think the Republicans are going to save you, you're not listening. We know that you don't support the current unlimited and uncontrolled supplies of weaponry and aid to Ukraine. So can you comment, is it possible if in the near future the U.S. policy regarding sending weaponry to Ukraine will change? Yeah, I'm not sure. The, the, the sound here is not good. Did he say, I don't support aid to Ukraine? No, I vote for aid for Ukraine. I support aid for Ukraine. I do not support what your country has done to Ukraine. I do not support your killing of the children either. And I think for one standpoint, you should pull out. And I don't think it's right. And we. Well, did you support the Ukrainians killing the other children? You know, the nine-year anniversary of an atrocity where thousands of people were burned? You know, we're living in a country that calls an insurrection 242 canisters of pepper spray, 269 knives, 18 brass knuckles, Six pieces of body armor. Seditious conspiracy. Guys are t- p- sitting in prison. Women sent to prison who had cancer treatments. We still don't know who Ray Epps is. We still don't know if the FBI had agents in the Capitol prior to the breach. We can't get the answers, even though we have senators like Ted Cruz asking our bureaucracy. And now we're giving billions and billions and billions of dollars away. What's important? Truth? Or are you going to buy the propaganda? The same one that's been wrong about $5 trillion appropriated to control one-half of one-tenth of one percent. On the clean power plan, uh, former Obama administration assistant secretary uh, Charles McConnell said at best it will reduce global temperature by only one one-hundredth of a degree Celsius. At the same time, it's going to increase... $5 trillion missing. Is it all about the lies? 312-642-5600. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, let's go to one of my uh, most respected callers. Got a couple who I really enjoy their perspective. I don't know. We don't always agree, but I love the perspective, and they take time to call. Frank in Arlington Heights. Hey there, Sean. How are you doing? Good. You're calling me on the way home from school, aren't you? Oh, yes. That's all for right. sure. Yeah, but um, I wanted to say what you know, you're talking about, all the, all the stuff going on over there. Russia is, in many respects, a new undiscovered country for the current system that we have in place in terms of the Federal Reserve and the, and the central banking system. They've had this growth imperative since, you know, really since World War II especially. Mm-hmm. And they need those re- those resources. That country needs to be exploited. And, you know, I mean, Putin sees this, and, and he is rebelling against that. And you have the war in Ukraine as a result. They, they'd love to break that you, whole country up. Into I mean, I, I, you, know, you know I have the utmost respect for you, and you're a teacher, and you're, you have a grasp of the issues. This is something, this spin on a country that was steeped in scandal prior to Obama— during Obama, it kind of went away. After Obama, it was once again uh, exposed with Ihor Kolomoisky. And this is something that's, that's very common among the former Soviet Union, because this is where the black market, the oligarchs, really uh, cut their bones. And the idea that we now are funding this without any questions being asked, or looking for the billions upon billions of dollars that went missing, and we still are afraid to say, why would the son of a vice president be on an energy company? Well, they don't have energy companies. They have government entities. Do you think that people want to know the truth about these nations? Or do you think that they want to devolve into mimicking these oligarch-run systems? Well, I think that maybe 25 to 30 percent of our country wants to know. I think there's 25, 30 percent of our country that doesn't know much of anything that's going on. And then there's another half that is, is into this life of luxury that we have and doesn't really want to see it, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't want to deal with it. It's not, you know, we, we've got a you know, pretty good life here so far. And, Frank, do you know why I have hope for the future? And I mean this, because I know that the same statistics, those same stats you quoted, are the same percentage of good teachers in schools. So I appreciate you. Thank you very much for taking time to call the show, and I appreciate your perspective very much. Frank in Arlington Heights, one of my favorites. Uh, Ryan in New Lenox, I think you're re- reviving one of my old spins, but I love it. Tell me a little bit about it. Of course, of course I am, Sean. It's a beautiful day in the transgender bull market. <laughs> That's how we will refer to the economy. All, all, you, have to, all you have to do, Sean, is shut up, uh, take your COVID jabs, Send billions to Ukraine, spend trillions on the Green New Deal, and uh, we'll own nothing and we'll like it. How about and that? Joe, and Joe Biden was elected. Ryan and New Lennox, the best callers in radio. If I didn't get to you, I'm sorry, John, Ron, Mike, I apologize. But we'll be back in 21 hours to expose this seditious conspiracy that is the American Democrat Party tomorrow. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.